Hello, lovelies. I'm Valeria, and this is Have Murder Will Travel. Hey, everyone. Hope you're all recovered from our two-part trip to Panama. I wish I could tell you this week will be better, but you know what you signed up for? More murder. This week, we're doing something a little different. Instead of going to a specific country, we're going to look at a common means of travel for people around the world. Cruise ships. That's right. This week, we're looking at murder, potential murder in this case, on the high seas. We are going to talk about the disappearance of Tammy Grogan. My cousin, who is basically my little sister, just went on a cruise over Christmas. And before she left, I jokingly said, don't get murdered. Shouldn't get murdered. She's fine. But I started wondering about people getting murdered on cruise ships. It does happen. I end up going on this deep dive of crimes committed on cruise ships. There's an organization called International Cruise Victims. I'll link their website in the show notes. But they are advocating for victims, pushing for legislation to help with those crimes and provide support for victims. Their website has a bunch of victim stories on it. They're sad and harrowing, so I'm giving you fair warning if you want to read them. Go ahead, but they, they'll they stick with you. Most of the crimes on their website are people dying from medical neglect or lack of properly trained staff for various emergencies. All very sad, but not really what we're discussing here. Instead, we're looking at murder. I do want to preface this episode by saying that I'm not anti-cruise ship. My ballet teacher goes on cruises all the time and she loves them. Millions of people go every year and most of them are fine. I personally have no interest in going on a cruise ever. I'm still traumatized by a news story I saw years ago where a cruise was stranded or something somewhere in the ocean and they had problems with the plumbing and somebody on the news was talking about how they had to poo in buckets and put them in the hall and for some reason that really scarred me and I just I don't think I could go on a cruise now. But if you want to go on a cruise, go for it. I don't do this podcast to create a bunch of agoraphobes. Agoraphobics? Agoraphobes? Whatever, don't be afraid to leave your house. Just know that crime rates on cruise ships are rising. Unfortunately, the most common crime on cruise ships is sexual assault, which unfortunately makes sense when you have a bunch of people crowded together getting drunk. Some drunk people are fun. Some drunk people are assholes. Plus, you have the sober assholes who take advantage of the drunk people. Recipe for disaster. Despite that, Cruise ships are actually safer than being in most cities. For his paper, Comparison of Violent Crime Rate at Sea and On Shore, Dr. James Allen Fox compared crime statistics for cruise ships with comparable U.S. populations, and his study showed that cruise ships are actually very safe from crime. Go on the cruises. Don't expect to see me there. I don't want to go to the woods. I don't want to go on a cruise. Now that we know cruises are relatively safe, Let's talk about one that was not so safe. Our story is going to take place on a cruise ship called Imagination. Why they give these cruise ships such abstract names? It reminds me of perfume commercials, the weird names. I have a marketing degree, so you'd think I'd understand, but I just don't get it. I, I'm just gonna say it. I think Imagination is a dumbass name for a ship. Before I get too into this case, I also want to mention that no one has ever been formally charged, and this case is technically unsolved. I have an idea who I think 
did it. But any theories or anything I say related to the potential crime, I will be saying allegedly, hypothetically, possibly, maybe, etc., etc., because I'm not about to get sued. Also, even though I think I know what happened, doesn't mean I'm right. Our story is going to begin in Toledo, Ohio in 2006. Jimmy Fleischman was a freshman in high school. He was 14 years old. Keep that in mind. He is a minor. He is a baby and no adults not related to him have any business having a personal relationship with him. Just keep that in mind. By all accounts, Jimmy was happy. He was adventurous. He did well in school. He loved history. His grandpa described him as a history nut. I wish I had been more into history in school. I was never a fan of it, and now I find it fascinating, and I wish I'd paid attention, because now when people start talking about history, I'm like, um, mm-hmm, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. So good for Jimmy. Kids, follow your history. Jimmy wanted to be a fireman. Why'd I say that's so weird? Fireman. Sounds like a caveman describing the fire. Me, found fireman. So he wants to be a fireman. All one word. But then he decided he wanted to join the military. You can be a fireman in the military. My stepnephew did fire and rescue in the Marines. So Jimmy, why not both? Dream big. Don't settle. Ugh, I don't like that I'm giving advice to Jimmy. He kind of sucks a little. He allegedly sucks a whole lot. But he for sure sucks a little. We'll get into it, don't worry. Jimmy spent a lot of time in his aunt and uncle's house with his cousin. His uncle said he was like mine on the weekends, mostly. Seems like a very close, happy family. I was also wondering while I was doing my research if maybe Jimmy viewed the uncle as a father figure type, because I found no mention of his father in any sources. Jimmy does end up living with his paternal grandfather, but still no mention of his father. I tried to find something, and I couldn't. So I don't know if the father is deceased or not in the picture. No idea. Jimmy lived with his mom, Tammy Grogan, in an apartment. Tammy was also described as being happy. Jimmy was her whole world. She just loved being his mom. She worked at a dental office to support him. Tammy's sister, Sherry, said that Jimmy and Tammy had a close relationship. She said Jimmy loved Tammy. He worshipped her. This all seems very sweet and wholesome, so you just know someone or something is going to show up and fuck it all up. Enter Deb Graff. Deb Graff was Tammy's aunt. Deb had apparently not been in the picture for a long time, but had recently returned, and she and Tammy were getting along. They would hang out, go to garage sales together, just be uncle friends slash family members. This sounds awesome. I mean, it's great once you're an adult. You can, like, be friends with people in your family because they're not in charge of, like, raising you. Yeah, it's kind of weird, adult family relationships. And this one sounds great. Unfortunately, whenever they would hang out, Deb was always talking on the phone, which is rude as fuck. Tammy finally was like, yo, who you always talking to? And Deb told her she was talking to 25-year-old Craig Morgan, who Deb had babysat when he was a boy. Tammy was much nicer than me because she told Deb to bring Craig over. I guess I'm a real bitch because I would have been like, well, go hang out with Craig then if I'm so fucking boring. But like I said, Tammy's actually nice. And she was like, yeah, Craig can come over too. I'm going to say it right now. Craig's gross. 
That's all I can really say without putting a hypothetical or an alleged in front of it because Craig has never been charged with a crime. But I feel fine saying he's gross. I don't think I can get sued for that. That's my opinion. He's nasty. Craig comes over and immediately takes a liking to Jimmy, Tammy's underage child. Like I said before, no adult, not related to a child, has any reason to have a personal relationship with said child. Professional, like a teacher or a coach, sure, that's fine, but that's not what this was. Craig started buying Jimmy, Tammy, and Deb expensive gifts and taking them shopping. He showered Tammy with jewelry. He started a fancy watch collection for Jimmy that quickly had 23 expensive watches in it. He was over all the time, and he often picked them up in limos to take them out to eat. If you're keeping up, Craig was grooming Jimmy and showering Tammy with gifts, hoping that she would notice he was grooming her child. See, he's yucky. He's icky. I don't like it. Craig was also real secretive about his money. We have no idea where it came from. He claimed he was involved in seven different companies, but he couldn't say their names. Ladies and gents, if you're involved in a relationship, even a friendship with someone, and they can't tell you what they do for work, huge red flag. Even secret spies have a cover story. I'm not sure what Craig was up to outside of Groom and Jimmy, but I know it wasn't anything good. I also want to know if Deb knew what kind of person Craig was before she brought him around her young family member. If not, then okay, why would you suspect that? But if she knew that he wanted to groom Jimmy, then fuck her. She's nasty too. We don't know that she knew. Deb has never been charged with anything. I'm going to keep pointing that out, even though I definitely think some people in this story should be charged with some things. Not going to say who, not going to say what. Outside of Deb, Tammy's family did not like Craig. They did not like this Craig-Jimmy relationship. They all thought it was weird because it is weird. No good reason for a 25-year-old man to want to hang out with a 14-year-old boy. No good reason. One day, Tammy's father, so Jimmy's grandfather, Bob, walked in on Jimmy wrapped around Craig in an affectionate hug. This story was repeated by both of Tammy's parents to various media outlets over the years, so that tells me it was more than just a hug. We all know the difference between a friendly hug and a, we'll call it, an embrace. An embrace is intimate in nature, right? You reserve those for specific situations and specific people. An embrace has, I don't know, um, there's almost a promise or anticipation of more. I fully think this was some kind of embrace because why else would it have made such a huge impact on Jimmy's grandfather? Also, the way it was described as Jimmy was wrapped around Craig. Nope, don't like that at all. It's so yucky. I feel bad for Jimmy too because He's a child who is being groomed, so of course he thinks this is okay. We talked before about how I couldn't find anything about Jimmy's father, so I'm not any kind of qualified psychologist, but I think there was definitely some yearning for a male role model. He did spend a lot of time with his uncle, so when Craig started giving him attention, I feel like it was very easy to groom this child, and that makes me sick to my stomach. Craig, find someone your own age and nasty. 
Tammy finally wised up, probably because her dad was like, yeah, that grown-ass man was in an intimate embrace with your literal child. Tammy told Craig that he was no longer welcome around her family. That's right, Tammy. Go, Mama, go. When Tammy told Craig this on May 23, 2006, police did respond to a call. Unfortunately, there was no report made, so we don't know who called the police or why. Was Craig violent? Was Jimmy violent? Was Tammy violent? Was there any violence? Literally no idea. I'm not a cop, obviously, but I thought police had to make a report all the time when they responded to a call. Even if nothing happened at the call, I thought they had to note that. Either I'm wrong or these cops weren't following the rules. Anyway, Craig's not allowed to come around anymore. End of story. Good night. Not so much. Craig kept hanging around. I think he just didn't come around quite as much, which is not at all what Tammy said. Then Craig said that he wanted to send Tammy, Jimmy, Tammy's mom, Bonnie, and Deb on a four-day cruise to celebrate the fact that Deb had just lost over 100 pounds. Tammy decided to go because she said she wasn't going to pass up a free cruise. Look, I'm trying not to judge, even though judging is one of my favorite pastimes. I try not to judge victims, but in this case, I'm going to judge a little. I think it's a little weird that Tammy accepted this free cruise from the man that she had literally told to stay away from her family because he had a weird relationship with her child. You're obviously free to do what you want, but when you're responsible for a child, you gotta consider them in your decisions. To Tammy's credit, though, maybe she thought it was okay because Craig wasn't going on the cruise, so they weren't gonna see him. I kinda see that. It's like having a mysterious benefactor. I kinda get why she went. I personally would have told Craig that if he contacted any of us again, I'd cut his nuts off, but that's just me. That's also an illegal reaction. Tammy's might be the better reaction, honestly. Tammy, Bonnie, Deb, and Jimmy set out for their four-day cruise in September 2006. Tammy would not return from that cruise. The cruise ship Imagination departed from Miami. This was a huge ship. I'll post a picture of it. It had 10 decks with restaurants, bars, pools, all the things you normally see on a cruise ship. There were over 2,000 passengers on this ship. The group had two rooms. Deb and Bonnie had a room, and Tammy and Jimmy had a room. Deb, being the reason for the trip, had a beautiful stateroom with a balcony, while Tammy and Jimmy had an inside cabin. As soon as they boarded the ship, Deb was like, Tammy and Jimmy, you can have the fancy room with a balcony. Bonnie and I will use the inside cabin. This is odd and makes me think that Deb could have been involved in an alleged crime that hypothetically may occur after this. Another odd thing happened right as the cruise started. Jimmy goes exploring on the ship and runs into someone. Not Craig Morgan, but Craig's sister, Rebecca Morgan. Rebecca was with Robbie Pentoya. Some sources said he was Rebecca's ex-boyfriend. Some said he was her current boyfriend. Doesn't matter. Rebecca Craig's sister and her friend Robbie are there too. How fucking convenient that Craig's sister was on that ship. Craig paid for the trip for Tammy and her family. There is no way he didn't know his sister was going to be on that ship. Jimmy's paternal grandfather, Jim Fleischman Sr., said it was no coincidence. I agree with Jim. Bonnie later told investigators that Tammy confided in her that she had a bad feeling about the cruise and she found it odd that Rebecca and Robbie showed up. It wasn't odd, Tammy. 
It was fucking planned. Always listen to your gut. If you have a bad feeling about something, don't fucking do it. Despite the oddness of the situation, the six people seemed to get along well. Tammy was taking tons of pictures. The pictures show her, Deb, and Jimmy partying with Rebecca, Jimmy and Tammy on the beach. I'll post a few of the pics. It looks like everyone was having a good time. There are pictures of the final night of the group together. I'll post a few. They're kind of eerie to look at because you know there's some of the last pictures ever taken of Tammy. Oh, it feels creepy. That final night, everyone was partying and having a good time. It's clear from the pictures that everyone was drinking quite a bit, except Bonnie. Bonnie didn't drink because she was on medication that she couldn't mix with alcohol. You can tell in the pictures, too. She's there and she's smiling, but you can tell everyone around her is drunk and she's not. It's kind of funny. At some point in the night, Bonnie wasn't feeling too well. Someone filled her glass with water, and that is the last thing she remembers. I say someone because I saw a few sources that said Jimmy filled her glass up in the bathroom and others said that Robbie filled her glass up on the deck. Every source said that Robbie was on the deck, Jimmy was in the bathroom, but I couldn't find for sure which one of them had actually filled up her glass. One of them filled up her glass with water. Bonnie drinks this water, last thing she remembers. Bonnie always woke up at 6 a.m. without an alarm clock. Her body would just wake up. That next morning, she didn't wake up until almost noon. She woke up in her bed, in her robe, no memory of how she got there. Bonnie immediately goes looking for Tammy, and she was gone. No one else in the group seemed that concerned that Tammy wasn't around. They said that she had been really drunk and told them she was going to find a man. They didn't report Tammy missing until more than 24 hours had gone by. They reported her missing right as the ship was docking in Miami. The FBI immediately began the investigation because the FBI investigates crimes on cruise ships. They asked all of the travelers in this group to take lie detectors. Deb Graff, Tammy's aunt, refused, and everyone else did one, and theirs all came back inconclusive. To be fair, we all know lie detectors can be wrong and they don't hold up in court, but it's odd that Deb didn't take one, and it's interesting that the others returned inconclusive results. Investigators obviously asked everyone in the group where they were that night, you know, alibis. Jimmy told Toledo investigators later that he stayed in Rebecca and Robbie's cabin that night. He did return to his room once to get his swimsuit. When he was in the room, the bathroom light was on, so he assumed his mom was in there. Once. Uno. One time. That's how many times he told the police he went to that room. Then the Toledo police were like, um, so the locks are computerized, like at a hotel, and someone went back to the room a bunch of times that night with your card. Jimmy got really nervous and then admitted that he had gone back to the room several times. Jimmy's potential involvement in any alleged crime is up for debate, but he did just lie to the cops, which is not a good look. Tammy's glass from that night was tested, and it came back positive for rohypnol. If you're not sure what that is, it's a date rape drug. Bonnie later said that she believes she and Tammy were both drugged. She believes she was drugged to get her out of the way, and Tammy was drugged for much more sinister reasons. Investigators also said that no one in the group seemed cooperative. None of them seemed to care about where Tammy might have been and what might have happened to her. Her own family members just didn't care. I hope to never be that heartless. A whole person has disappeared. A person in your family that you are close with 
And you just don't give a shit? People are wild. I don't understand that at all. The investigators thought it was really odd, too. The investigators couldn't hold anyone at this point, though, so everyone's allowed to go home. Jimmy was to move in with his paternal grandfather, but when he got back to Toledo, he made a startling discovery. While he and his mom had been on the cruise, someone had broken into their apartment, likely from a back window that was open. Always shut and lock your windows, guys. A few things were missing from the apartment. Tammy's computer, some credit cards, and jewelry. Later in the investigation, officers searched Craig Morgan's home and found a pendant, aka jewelry, that Craig had given to Tammy. Craig told them that Tammy had given it back to him before the cruise. Okay, Craig, that sounds real. They also found handwritten notes in Craig's house. What kind of notes? Oh, just notes on Rohypnol. He told investigators that he was researching it because his sister was having trouble sleeping and he was looking for a sleep aid for her. My dude, no one in the history of ever has been researching sleep aids and thought, you know, Rohypnol, it's like melatonin, right? This guy thinks we're all morons. I do need to point out what should be the motto of this whole episode. Craig was never charged with any crimes related to the robbery or Tammy's disappearance. Jimmy, like I said before, went to live with his grandfather. He continued to do well in school, but his grandpa found his behavior odd. His grandpa said, quote, he lost his mom. What was his emotional response? He didn't seem to have an emotional response. He didn't seem to miss her. He seemed to handle it a little too well, you know? I try not to judge how people grieve because everyone grieves in their own way, but no emotional response struck me as odd. No response at all. Maybe he just grieved in private, but the whole thing just seemed a bit odd. Jimmy still wanted to join the military, and his grandpa made a deal with him that if he graduated high school early, he'd let him join the military. That's exactly what Jimmy did, graduated early, and his grandpa kept his promise and signed him up for the military. Signing Jimmy up for the military is the last time his grandfather ever saw him. No one in the family has talked to Jimmy since then. Bonnie, Tammy's mother, actually never talked to anyone from that cruise ever again. She fully believed that someone, or multiple someones, drugged her and Tammy and then threw Tammy overboard. Bonnie unfortunately died on February 17th, 2012, without ever finding out what happened to her daughter. I found it interesting that her obituary did not mention Jimmy, even though he is very much still alive. The obituary listed, of course, the kids. It listed all of the other grandchildren, but not Jimmy. That tells you how deep this rift is and how deeply Bonnie's family believes that Jimmy knows something or did something. If he does know something or was involved in some way, it's really sad. Her 14-year-old son may have had something to do with her disappearance. If he didn't have anything to do with it, then it's sad that most of his family thinks he did. Either way, just sadness all around. What happened to everyone else from that cruise? I told you Jimmy signed up for the military, but he disappeared during basic training. He went back at some point and was dishonorably discharged because the army is not day camp. You can't just fucking leave. Some reporters investigating this case years later tracked Jimmy's address down. Are you ready for this? This part blew my mind when I read it. Jimmy's address was the home of Craig Morgan's mother and stepfather. What the fuck? 
I get he was an adult when he disappeared from the military, so he can technically go wherever he wants, but I don't understand why Craig's parents didn't find it weird that their grown-ass son, who would have been almost 30 at this point, they didn't find it weird that he had an almost underage friend who was coming to stay with them. I want to know the story these parents got and why they were okay with this. I'm hardcore judging them. The reporters that tracked him down went to the house. Craig's mother answered the door, but she declined to comment on Tammy's disappearance. To be fair, she probably doesn't know anything about Tammy's disappearance. Interestingly, the reporter said that a male figure had been watching from the window as he approached the house, and then the person disappeared. I don't know who that was. Was it Craig? Was it Jimmy? I need to know. The reporters tracked down Deb Graff, Tammy's aunt. She now goes by the name Deborah Green. It's always a little suspicious as someone starts going by a new name for no reason, especially if that person may be involved in an alleged crime that may or may not have happened. The reporters called her and they asked her if she was still in touch with passengers from the cruise. She said, of course. Of course she still speaks to other people who may have been involved in her niece's disappearance. That tracks. She wouldn't discuss other details of the case, though. She said, quote, I don't want to be involved anymore, okay? I could maybe understand not wanting to bring up painful memories, but the way she ended that sentence with, okay, really rubbed me the wrong way. She seems annoyed, like, ugh, such a hassle and inconvenience to think about my missing, presumed dead niece. Ugh, she just sounds like a bitch. Robbie Pantoya lives in Vegas. He's married, and he has a YouTube channel where he reads Bible verses. That's neat. Someone who may have been involved in an alleged murder now reads the Bible to others. Cool. I could not find any information on Craig and Rebecca's whereabouts. Maybe they're in the house with Jimmy and their parents. Who knows? This case is still under investigation. It's in the Toledo Police Department's cold case unit now. Detective Jay Gast said of the case, quote, it's one of those cases that you don't want to say it keeps you up at night, but you continually find yourself coming back to it. It's high on our priority list. That's good. High on the priority list. We love to hear it. He said that they believe something terrible happened and they are investigating the case as a homicide. He also said there are only a few people they are investigating. Jimmy Fleischman, Deb Graff, Robbie Pantoya, Craig Morgan, and Rebecca Morgan. He said, quote, I don't use persons of interest. They are suspects. While they are suspects, no one has ever been charged. There hasn't been any new evidence in years. Tammy's father, Bob, unfortunately died in 2019. Like her mother, he died not knowing exactly what happened to his daughter. We may never know what really happened. Tammy's sister said, quote, It'd be lovely to have closure, just to know, to make somebody pay for what they did. I just don't see it happening. That's sad. Her family deserves to know what happened. If you have any information that could help, anything at all, no tip is too small, call the Toledo Police Department at 419-213-4700 and ask to speak to somebody from the cold case team. Again, the number is 419-213-4700. I'll put the number in the show notes as well. Please, please, please call if you know anything. Let's get some justice for Tammy and her family. They deserve some kind of closure. That that sad note is going to be the end of the case. It is 
technically unsolved, although I think we can all agree that we broadly know what happened. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Have Murder Will Travel. I always post pictures of the case. You can follow the podcast on Facebook at Have Murder Will Travel Podcast. You can send me a nice message at Have Murder Will Travel at gmail.com. Tune in next week to see where we travel next. Until then, don't forget to explore the world and stay alive. Bye.